This is Jacob Ross with JLB Morelia. This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. You're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Enjoy. All right. Um, welcome, everybody. Episode 67 of the Pediculture Podcast. You posted a little video the other day. You said said 66. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was last time. 67. I was close, though. Yeah, well, still slacking. I remembered it was 67. Oh, my Jesus. (laughs) There might be a lot of background noise. Yeah, this is going to really piss me off. Can't you you turn down the the thing? I can turn you down because it's mostly your mic that's picking all of it up, but... Uh, oh, oh. No, it's just that mic is more sensitive to, uh-huh. to outside I can, noises. I can get real close to it and I can just kind of like make out with the, the mic a little bit. Yeah, do it. Oh, God. No. Oh, anyways, <laughs> uh, this episode is brought to you by Steve Snakeuary. Venom hot sauces. Check them out. I try to do Bring this at the beginning off. of the episode instead of the end. Yeah. I didn't forget today. Didn't forget. We have Good some job. other... other Cool news coming up soon. I don't know when we're actually releasing it. Okay, I was about to say we're not. I, I was, saw the gears turning. It's like, are, are we doing this now? Not, I don't. Well, I don't know. We're still yeah in in, in talks in the works. A little bit. Cool stuff coming up though. Yeah, um, but real cool stuff. We are joined by our buddy Andy Middleton of Am Arboreals. Hello. This is when like the crowd yeah, goes goes wild this. type of thing. Oh shit! That's it. We're here to infiltrate uh, THP a little bit. Yeah. So, well, uh, you're you, infiltrating. You've got, you've got Malukin, so uh, we can leave the Conjure talk to something else. You already did a Conjure cast episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I bet you didn't listen to that So one, you can leave you? it there. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Did you read the magazine? No. Yes. Liar. Yep. <sighs> yes, I did. I cry myself to sleep at night, Andy. Do you know why? Why is that? Because I just I wait for Jake to just message me and say, "Hey man, that last ep- issue of the magazine was incredible." It's like wanting a father's approval and his pride. I just want to say he's proud of me just once. <laughs> just once. Oh man, I'll be. I don't blame you, man. It's uh, it's beautiful work. Thank you. I yeah. I want a lot to be proud I want of there. Jake's dirty I, little I to have, say it. dude. It is beautiful work, man. It is. It is. You're doing. You're doing the Lord's work, brother. Where's my cigar? You're doing great at it. See this? If I do say so myself. Look at that. You know, I'll be proud of you after I Hulk smash you at Carpet Fest. And, dude, uh, was the Hulk hands boxing dude, thing not like the coolest? Yes, idea? I'm 100 percent down. I don't know. If they, I, they don't even make Hulk hands anymore, though. Do they not? I don't think so. That's lame. Hulk hasn't been a thing. In do they make Hulk hands? They make them, but like, good luck finding them somewhere other than eBay or Amazon. I'll see about that. It's about all the sources you need. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, come on. What else? Where else do you shop? True. Come on, man. Pull your head out. God. Uh, <clears throat> that's that would be fun though. It would. I feel like it would actually probably hurt. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolute disaster. <laughs> oh, so. absolutely. It, as long it, as somebody, I could take my glasses off. It would probably. Yeah, I was about to say you're gonna want. You're gonna want. If you're if you're if you're fighting me, you want you might want to take glasses off, buddy. Please. Going to boom town. Be up like this. Please, please. I wait for you to take one mighty swing where your whole body bends over. I'm just gonna clock you <laughs> right <mighty> there. <laughs> 
But we are picking Andy up from the airport. Yeah. Friday morning. Yeah. What time is that, by the way? 1045? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 
Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's, he's whatever with you us. guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know if like he was on the list to go to Chris's house or whatever, and because I didn't yeah, know yeah, was, okay, cool. I'm all, I'm all good. Yeah, cool. well, I talked to Chris and told him I was like, we're gonna have Andy with us. He's like, Andy who? I was like, Andy Middleton. He's like, okay, okay, cool. Andy yeah. from Toy Story. <laughs> so yeah, yeah so we, we are get doing that, that tattoo. But... I pretty much told him I was like, yeah. dude, please was, get like, a Woody Andy's, tattoo. That would be great. Yeah. So that would be cool. Yeah, yeah it was funny because uh, when you uh, when you said anybody want to pick us up, I literally picked up my phone to message Justin and be like, you want to pick up Andy? And then as soon as I was yes. about to, he he sent it, he messaged me and was like, hey, you want to pick up Andy? Yep. So worked out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, It's going to be a good time. Yeah, man. I'll uh, make sure it's worth your guys' while, bring you guys some goodies, and uh, yeah. I, I, want the, I want that shed with the massive sperm plugs, all right? Uh, you, I'm, yeah, you, you, you made a promise to me, man. Don't you renege? Don't. He's uh, he's in the shed right now, actually. Um, so you so just bring the whole see. snake, <laughs> and if he doesn't shed by the time you leave, Jake gets just, the whole thing. Just leave him with me, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No comment. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so you and James are on the Condro cast. A couple weeks ago was the last episode I did with them, actually. I haven't done one in a while. Um, but for anyone that didn't listen to that, which is probably going to be a majority of these people that listen to us, because, you know, the people that listen to TCC, they're just, they know what the superior Morelli is. So they already know what's it's up. adorable. It's adorable. But tell us who you are, what you're keeping right now, all that good stuff that they don't know. Yeah, cool stuff. Uh, I'm Andy, I guess, and um, yes. yeah, I keep a whole wide range of stuff. Uh, boreal bows and pythons are what really do it for me. Um, I do uh, the northern emeralds, a uh, bunch of chondros, as most people know that listen to the chondro cast. Um, <laughs> the I still have some jungles, um, diamonds. Uh, Class the Lepus, the Malukan Scrubs. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, I kind of so cut you... back from a lot of my stuff. I did a lot of the carpets and whatnot. Um, but the the stuff like the Malukan Scrubs and whatnot that uh, demanded a bit more time and focus and attention is uh, what really sucked me in. Yeah, because you, you're working on a new on new cage, uh, like cages for those, right? You and you and James are building some? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, James is Instagram. building... Yeah, James is building some Bolin's cages. Um, so, Ooh. yeah, it just made sense. Uh, hey, James, can you build me a Maluka cage at the same time? So, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of thinking and whatnot went into that. I'm sure we'll get into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, nice cage. I'm going to put a divider in it because my pair is still quite young. Um, but I'm going to be building more cages like it as my group grows. They look good. I mean, if you've, if anyone's ever seen the stuff James builds freaking incredible yeah his uh craftsmanship is uh it's a plus and uh yeah it's a real pleasure that uh he's actually able to manufacture my cages and whatnot and uh i have a lot of demands and small shit that he's catering to me so i'm very grateful for that and uh, i'm really excited about him how big are those uh those bellums that he has how big are they? Yeah. The cages? Well, I, yeah, I mean the snakes and the cages, I guess. If he's building new ones, his, they must be getting bigger than if they're. 
Um, well, he had a smaller cage for the female and a four by four by two for the um, the male because he was uh, he's like a year and a half older mm-hmm. and he's quite larger. Um, so he's always been in there. But for the breeding season this year, he ended up putting the female in there and she's been responding really well to nice. uh, his nest in there. Um, a lot of really interesting behavior with the uh, the awesome trunk nest um, that he made essentially he burned it out from the inside oh, wow. carved it it's uh it's really interesting and he's got there's two entrances to it and she's covered one of the entrances and made like a really intricate nest in that only she can enter and mm-hmm. pulled substrate from the outside and she's got all her urate markings all around the entrances and the male no longer uh, tries to enter, so uh, <laughs> wow. it's kind of her. She, she she took it over, and she's uh, quite uh, territorial about that nest. Not in an aggressive way, but uh, he knows uh, not to go in there. But uh, So with that, he's uh, putting together another cage the same exact size, more or less the same specs. Um, that's just going to go right next to it. And, uh, yeah, and the male's probably around 9 foot or 8 foot, I'd say. He's a big boy. Um, and the female is, I'd say six and a half, maybe seven. Um, but she's a bit, uh, bulkier and she's continuing to grow and that's what I'll leave at that. Can you imagine walking into your snake room and you have like a pair of Bowellens just chilling there? No, I can't imagine <laughs> like that just, actually. Oh man. Like zoo, there's some zoos that, there's a lot of zoos that don't even have those. Like Riverbanks is the only zoo I know of that has Bowellens. Bolins, however people want to say it. Like, yeah, I get a lot that, of crap that that one. Bolins. I don't know how people say that with Bolins. Tomato, or tomato. Bolins. Yeah. Same thing. At least it's not Macklets. You know, Phil <laughs> defended me on that the other night. Oh, Phil can eat one. You get no defense on that. <sighs> Moving on. Moving on. How awesome would it be though to like walk in and be like, I have one of the holy grails of snakes in captivity. Yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, man, they're I'm they're wondering. an absolute uh, pleasure to. Uh, I'm able to go over there quite often and be able to observe them and whatnot, and it's uh, it's just an absolute pleasure. Do you get to touch them? Oh yeah, absolutely. How does it, how does it feel? Paint me a it picture. Feels like a python. I want to yeah. feel like I'm there. Oh my god. Just uh, seeing their the gears move in their head. Um, it's just, it's something else. And that's also why the Malukans are just something that I'm quite obsessed with and that's why uh, I'm love, so drawn towards. That's why I love scrubs in general, man. It's like, you can just like see the gears moving. The lights are when, on and everything. They, they look home. at you and yeah. they're like, all right, you know, it's scrubs in general are just amazing. But yeah, I don't know, man. Malukans are up there with the Bowellans for me, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I, I, I really dig Malukans. They're pretty. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some real screamers. Yeah, you know, there's. I don't. I've never seen an ugly one actually. No. An ugly one yeah. Doesn't exist. No. Martin Rosemont has some of the oh, finest yes. examples. Oh my god. Um. Even Steven Cush has some nice killer young ones. Um, yeah, I've seen his too. He's got some really good looking ones. Yeah, but uh, I love the contrast on Martin's. There's just endless uh, things to love about him. This uh, young female that I have here on loan from Sean. Ryan, like good buddy. Um, she's she. We got her as like she was a fresh, important EO. Um, 
and she's been getting established here and what have you and she's starting to shed out and she's got this gold coming up from the belly that's just insane and she was a very dark almost a reddish neo when she got here um but she's just been lightening up tremendously and i think she's going to be far golder than the male that i have um so those are the only scrubs that you work with currently right yeah i can only keep the class lepis the nada the tannin bars and the Tracy yeah, the Helm Harrows. Okay, um, yeah. So and uh the Malukans, uh just something about that gold coloration and uh I don't know. I'm uh, I'm really drawn towards a species that still uh have yet to really be solidly established in captivity mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's kinda a bit more fulfilling than what I was previously doing. Right, for sure. I'm for I, sure. I'm obsessed with like if there was any scrub that I'd be keeping, it'd be the the Holmes. Yeah, I love them. There's some. I wish I could have them all. Uh, I just remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing a picture online from the Barkers when they. I think that species was first described or first named after Tracy. Mm -hmm. I just remember seeing the picture of it being like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I've sent you that picture. You've seen it. It's just the one with the crazy band, like the yeah, they're really lot of contrast on it. It's just they look insane, man. There's something about their eyes too that really. I think out. they have like a, they're kind of like Biocs, like they have a really narrow nose compared yeah. to others, and they just mm-hmm. kind of stand out a little more. I don't know. Yeah, they're but awesome. When are you getting another one? When I got the funds, man. Hopefully, hopefully with babies come up. I've got a gravid female right now, so hopefully some sales from babies will help fund another scrub python. I really want Nada. I want another. I need another southern, and I really want. Like I really want Nada. Yeah, you know Phil's. this is one of the exantics. Oh yeah, yeah. There, his his is nice. Um, but yeah, I really want Nada in the future. I don't know what it is about those scrubs that I just I really, I really fucking want them. I don't know why. What it is about them that really intrigues me. But I think they're super cool. I think, I think it goes back to being able to see exact like them using their brain. I know I've said it mm-hmm. like a thousand times, but it's also what drives me towards Antaresia. Um, mm. I got a nice group off Gary Shavino children's pythons and I'm absolutely in love with those. They're so tiny, but again, you can see the gears moving in their head, um, a bit more than some of the other stuff. And, uh, th- those things are awesome. Yeah. I mean, compared to Condros, they're, they're geniuses. Condros, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Condros yeah. are I mean... dumb, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> really? <laughs> Condros are just flat stupid <laughs> snakes. They are not. Smarts are not one of their things. Like, they got all the beauty, but they got no brains. <laughs> yeah, they're also in plastic tubs and plastic stuff that uh, they've evolved for <laughs> hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands, whatever you want to say, years yeah. in, the, in the trees and stuff. But uh, I, I don't know. I think some of them I see them using their brains, but most of the time they want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Awesome snakes, though. But yeah. sometimes extremely stupid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, carpets aren't far off, you know. I think, you know, I don't think carpets are stupid by any know. means. They but seem I think a little more aware of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, carpets are carpets are a little bit more, yeah, 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 again, you see things clicking upstairs. You know, I think for some individuals, it's not, you know, like there's, I've yeah, I've seen some animals where there's nothing clicking upstairs, but it's, you know, 
Unless you got like a rack full of Jags, like I had, and it's just Jesus. Yeah, the Jags. Are, the ja- I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's mostly Jags, well, man. I mean, you, yeah, it's yeah. just I've I'll had. I've had. Yeah, Andy doesn't we care. All Jags, man. I had one dude that like it. It didn't know food from from its asshole, man. Like it. It just it bit any. It bit anything <laughs> that you remember the, the one from Owen. Yeah, Owens? yeah. yeah we that, were talking about that on NPR. That the other day. getting that thing in a bag. <laughs> oh my god, was he? Is it? Was he talking about how it we was? We were talking about. Oh my god, it. Yeah. dude. He's <laughs> that thing is a psychopath. It, the, oh man, the, he was horrible. Yeah, the carpets tend to do stupid stuff that ju- doesn't jeopardize their well being and liveliness the conjos on the other hand will, uh, <laughs> it's a different story <laughs> quick grab this mouse and fall in the water bowl that's yeah, yeah that's, that's the kind of shit they do that, and then they drown. That, i was literally it's about like, to say that i think they're the only <clears throat> snakes that i've seen just like fall in a water bowl and perfect drown. example so i was like, feeding mine the other day right and i have that smaller biok male yeah he completely missed the mouse grabbed the tongs wrapped them once i finally somehow pulled them out he then grabbed himself Oh, Still no. wrapped around the mouse, not even eating it, but biting himself. And I just remember sitting there thinking, like, mother of God, how is this species still alive? <laughs> I was like, holy crap. And I yeah. mean, it took him, like, after a minute or two, he's kind of like, oh, wait, this is me. This kind of hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not food. I've had carpets bite themselves, but never, like, hold on. It's always, it like, like, immediate let go. Like, but that's. It's like, are you serious? I was like, come on, dude. I was like, that's you. What are you doing? Oh, Eat normal. God. That's funny though. They're just it's stuff like that all the time. Uh, some was it? I think uh, either David or Luke sent me a picture of one of the babies I sent to them, biting the perch. <laughs> Missed the mouse was literally holding onto the perch, like just grabbed it and was like biting it. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. It was like. You know that's like that's not food. It hurts when you bite. It's hard. It's, it's not yeah, soft. It's not warm. It just must be that that food oriented you know like mindset of like I'm I'm eating something right now whether I'm supposed to or not. <laughs> so eat it at any cost. Yeah, like you could scent a rock with a mouse. Ah, they'd eat it probably. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I yeah I believe it. Just it. rub a rock all over a mouse and then offer it to him. I guarantee you they will eat it and swallow it. With Yeah, with one of the um, adult Biakarus I have in quarantine, I had fed a sopping wet mouse. Um, and there was water on the bottom of the cage. There was just like a, you could see the – there was no substrate in the cage. Was, you could see the water droplets on the floor. So after she finished up her mouse – she decided that she was going to spend the next half hour trying to eat the water droplet on the cage. I'll say I took a funny video oh I'll send you over to you. Um, but I, I was missing her and she wouldn't stop. And there was a, like, she messed up all the, um, whatever, uh, what do you, uh, craft paper that was in the cage. Um, so it was off to the side, thankfully, but she no doubt she would have, uh, eaten up whatever so was on She there. was trying to eat a water droplet. <laughs> I'll, like I'll send you over the video right now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had any issues with anything eating paper towel or puppy pads or? Yeah, yeah. Um, my I had some. Well, it's interesting. Um, with some of my neochondros, I was having them just when I was servicing because I um I work during the day and I get back to um 
where the snakes are around seven or so. So it's right when lights are going out and whatnot. So that doesn't help me. So when I'm moving around uh, in the room, they're fucking uh, striking at the ground, getting their teeth caught mm-hmm. on the paper towel. Mm. So now all my neochondros don't have any substrate. Hmm. Um, just because it was happening too much to the point where it was becoming an issue. Um, and just one last thing I need to fucking deal with. I hear you. I've only had that issue once, thankfully, with chondros. I haven't had that issue yeah. yet. And it was when I uh, I was offering the mouse from underneath instead of above. Mm-hmm. Like, usually I just put it right in there to grab it, and they're like, cool, thanks. But this time I'd put it under the perch, and it did, it's like I had it on, like resting on the paper towel, which was a mistake number one. Because it grabbed it, and it grabbed some of that paper towel as well. And this is the one that swallowed it. Yeah. That small female. Yeah. Uh, and so she grabbed it, and I was like, crap. And so I tried to tear it, and hoping that maybe after she had loosened up a little bit, you know, and started eating it, that it would just fall off. Turns out that wasn't the case, and she swallowed it and the paper towel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was probably... I have a picture of it. It's like the size of like three quarters, kind of in an L shape. It was like yeah. it was a decent decent <clears throat> size. But after like a week, we regurgitated it, and we're fine. We're still kicking. This was a while back. It was a couple years ago. That, was a while. that wasn't a couple years ago. It was like last year. No, it was like 2018, dude. What? Yes. We've been doing this that long? Yeah. Huh. Jesus. That's why I like the uh, the craft paper, because with some of the chondra's dental structure, it kind of plays to our favor when assist feeding them whatnot, whatnot, getting the tail caught in their mouth, and it gets it hard to spit out or what have you. Um, but when they're biting down on paper towel and stuff like that, that's when uh, yeah, I, plays against them. Yeah, I, that's I, like what you use, right? Yeah, I personally, I really like craft paper. Right now, I only use it because, like, for me, it's a pain because I got a roll. Uh, it's two feet wide, and so for yeah, me, it's a it's a pain. It's a pain. It. Yeah, it's a pain to like cut into smaller sizes. But my cages are two feet wide, so I just cut out how long it is and then i just stick it in the cage you know three and four foot so it, it works you, out for me doing that what i did is i you can get like six inch rolls 18 inch rolls 12 inch rolls and i just ordered them on amazon so they're already cut to size and it's just length yeah yeah so that's i've been meaning to do that go through and get more for you know use it on everything but right now i use a mixture i went back to using some puppy pads and so now I just use paper towel, puppy pads, and the indented craft paper. But yeah, yeah, I, you don't I use like the smooth lot. stuff because I feel like the smooth stuff. If they get on that, they have no way of like can't move. Like they yeah. can't get any traction. On yeah, it. I feel like the indented just gives them more of a, a feel. You know, gives them some gription. Yeah, as as my brother in law says, some traction gription. and grip. It's a, It's more friction than newspaper. Yeah, true that. I, don't, I must. I'm probably thinking of like some other sort of like i know kind of what you're using but i'm i just in my mind there, something that's slightly more glossy for some reason yeah there's like a painter's paper and i accidentally ordered that so i know exactly what you're talking about uh, okay do you use the indented stuff andy um i do not i just use okay. the typical stuff yeah, um i'll probably will do the indented stuff but i just have so much of this craft paper right yeah, now yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll even <laughs> crumple it up. up a little bit yeah I, I, I use puppy pads, paper towel, and CareFresh, depending on what it is. Yeah. CareFresh because uh... I'm tired of them flipping their water bowls. And it's funny because when I had them on paper towels, the Bairds, like clockwork, flipped their water bowls every time I filled it. Mm-hmm. Put them on CareFresh, no flips at all. 
from any of them. And I think they just they they're it's them trying to like they, they want to burrow go they want to be dig a little shit. and I mean yeah. the bears really don't dig that much though like compared to the corns and the hognoses they don't really dig a whole lot mm-hmm. but for whatever reason if I put that in there they're not flipping the water bowl mm-hmm. it's really odd but I also switched to I went to Dollar Tree and they had these really nice like Betty Crocker brand uh, I'll have to show them before you leave but it's like these um, like four cup size bowls they're taller. Mm-hmm. And if I fill those up, they get heavy enough to where they can't flow them. Because before I was using those just really your deli cups, mm-hmm. but I've switched over to those deeper ones. Mm-hmm. And now I don't have to worry about them spilling it or anything like that. Nice. Because <clears throat> they're all getting huge. They're all getting big. Yeah. You see any? You're trying to breed those right now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Any action? No. Oh yeah. Take. Have you taken them out of cooling yet? Yeah. That sucks. Just gonna leave them together. Yeah. It'll happen. Some of the guys I talk to, they're like, just leave them together. Chris Montross at Dark Horse. Leave he together. does that with all his stuff. He just keeps cohabs his. And he's like, when they're ready, they're ready. Yeah. Separated the green trees. Haven't had any action from them either. I fed them last night. Put him back in a couple of days. Well, I think I've... Striking out. I think, I think I've got a clutch on the way. <laughs> Um, Andy, I think I, I think it was you I was messaging a while back. I, did I send you a picture of a real yellow IJ that I got? Yes. Some time ago, yeah, she's gravid. Yeah, I'm fairly awesome. certain. Damn. Yeah. I put her That's to awesome. I put her to the male that sired last year's clutch, and he's got not quite as much, but he's a real yellow animal as well. Uh, so I'm I'm expecting some serious stripes and some serious yellows out of that clutch. So how come you don't have any pop ones, Andy? Because with those, um, one is going to be too many, and a thousand wouldn't be enough. <laughs> uh, See, that's a smart man right yeah. there. Just he knows his the, limits. Just because of the variability and how awesome they are, yeah. um, I would love. I've been talking to people about them forever and wanting to get into them, but um, it's just uh, they're awesome. I, there's a, a, I have a lot of admiration for the people doing awesome stuff with them doing awesome projects but uh at the moment right now uh i'm trying to keep my focuses in line that's that's kind of where i'm at with green tree pythons like like it, i'm not i'm not like jive all jokes aside about green trees i i love them obviously and I, I would like to have some but it's just like one of those things it's like right now i'm trying to keep my well it's like we were talking about keep my eyes started. on the prize i'm more you of know, a like, i'm more of a scrub and carpet guy would you rather like, have money towards scrubs or would you rather get chondros and exactly. start over with something new you know so yeah that's exactly where i'm at with it and you know if i ever need a chondro fix i've got soul smitty over here to come when mine get their heads out of their asses <laughs> I'm excited. I have my little popwin pair that I'm excited yeah. about. Yeah, pretty cool. So I, honestly, I I I think about like in future terms how well they'll complement each other. If I'm being honest, but like we'll see how they go. You up. wonder if it will be any good. Yeah, I wonder if the pairing they will be good be for like yeah because, because I mean, Riley's like opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, Riley's is going to be a much darker like animal, that. and you know, honey nut or whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Black honey. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> honey, nuts. <laughs> honey nuts. Um, I don't know. Honey nut and Cheerio. That's my favorite. Uh, but she's definitely on the more yellow side. Yeah. So I just like I wonder how well they'll clash when they when the time See, comes. I but who knows? They could make stuff, something though. cool. I, that's what I love yeah. about with Cresteds. Like I take like an orange female and a gray male. Like I have no idea what this is gonna do, but I'm gonna find out. Yeah, but I feel like with this, it's like you know you're not enhancing either side. You're just kind of like dulling both options in a way if you know we're gonna what I mean. find out like a lighter version of the dark one but a 
darker version of the light one. I mean, type just deal, like the Western know, hog noses, like whatever. Someone wants a pop one, but they don't want a fancy pop one. Well, yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. All right, I'm just letting you know for selective purposes. You're a snob. I'm not. I'm <laughs> coming from the Condor guy. You literally have a shirt that says Condor Snob. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Shut it. up. I don't know. They're cool snakes. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Nonetheless, yeah, I, I, I like them. I think they're great. I think, I think what you have is awesome. I like them. Mm-hmm. So, that I, little, I like dude, mine that little better, baby's but... a beast, man. That little baby never refuses. <laughs> that shit's still so that funny, cracks man. Cracks me up. Andy, did you <laughs> did you hear about that? Like Riley had this this pop one baby. He's like, man, I can't get it to eat. He's like, Justin, if you're if you're willing to take it on and try and get it going, <laughs> you can send it to me. He sent it to me, and like within like thirty minutes of getting it, I offered it something, and it took it right away. <laughs> Oh my, that sounds... Hasn't, uh, re- hasn't refused a meal since. <laughs> oh my, I've heard that story happen too many times with Tommy Bodway and James. Oh my god, imagine sending uh, James a blue line Neos because you can't get him to eat and you're kind of writing him off. <laughs> within 10 minutes of them touching that, they take a meal. <laughs> oh my uh, god, but, uh, and it's fucked because the one I got was eating for Riley and then he sent it to me and it, it like it's been a bitch about food. <laughs> like it's just, it's so frustrating man i'm like are we, are we sure we didn't get these mixed up i'm I like said, no he wa- i got the bigger one of the two because the one justin got was more runty, the runty than the yeah. rest of them now i'm pretty sure yours is bigger than mine then again yes. i've i food i food cycle from hatch during the winter from hatchling to adult what do you do like cut them back yeah i cut them back on food so granted i mean i just cut them off for about two months Oh, completely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I cut them back. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I take that back. I give them, I'll give them a small one like every several weeks, like mm-hmm. once a month maybe for the hatchlings just to get them in that mode of of food cycling during, you know, for breeding purposes in the future, you know. So granted, my stuff's more on the smaller side in general because I do that, but See, I don't really feeding... care. I don't put, I don't push food hard at all. I need to talk to Brahms and see what he does for food cycling as far as condors because his have been doing well with that and I'm going to, see what problem i'll probably start that with my adults cut them off in the winter man I, well i mean i i do i already i only feed them once a month the adults yeah don't feed them at all but during gonna, the winter <laughs> that's not what brahms did oh it's not he did something a little different oh i got you uh well actually he may have cut them off for two months and then he started offering them yeah that's about how it goes that. people will cut off come <laughs> december start back up you know go through december or stop in january start back up in march you know but what i've deal. been doing with the neonates is feeding them weekly and then once they hit that yearling mark yeah. scale them back yeah like get them get them going and then once they hit that that year slow them down because yeah. i don't want fat condos you know yeah, I just I do food cycling from the get go just to you know get their bodies used to that winter cycle you know from from the beginning you know they're born and I feed them real good for you know summer summer and fall then come winter they get a two month break and then right back right back to it so one of them things. Do you do anything like with that with yours, Andy? Yeah, I cycle everything. Um all my neos and everything gets cycled for the most part my chondros i don't necessarily cycle like i am gonna do with adults and future adults um just because i with the chondros that i've kind of noticed is that there is benchmarks this kind of goes across the board with stuff there's benchmarks that certainly need to be hit um or else they're going to be a bit behind the pack uh, in a big way and you can never really get them up to that size you you would like them to be um so with the chondros i've seen that the benchmark can be uh 
if you're not really keeping up with food in the stages that they need to be getting food that then you're just playing catch up um so with the chondros i do cut back on food like the neos are eaten every 12 days or so um as opposed to like a once a weekly but i'm only doing that for uh two months or so um when there is temperature fluctuations in the room i that got they you. Are in. i got you so you, uh, you so you just cut back you don't cut off exactly right. with the chondros right. everything else i cut off they're getting cycled the diamonds got down to 55 this year and they're 2018s oh um, wow really yeah nice. so i cycled them all the way down obviously let them get back up um it was more or less a eight um what is that eight and 14 cycle mm-hmm. um anyways um but yeah um so with yeah. the malukans i do a lot of extra stuff it's probably too much um but i cycle the humidity um the light cycle uv exposure um food intake temperature i just try and cover it all hey i mean i think that's going to be one of the key successes for you know establishing a species like that is you know keeping the same environment throughout its whole life and really cycling it for all you know all the seasons that are necessary and et cetera, et cetera. getting it into a groove right exactly and doing that from hatchling to adult you know that repetition you know you can't you can't keep it you know a hot spot the same ambience the same food the same its entire life until it's ready to breed and then start doing things to change it up and get it prepared then it's like no it's not it's not how it works it's not how this what this animal's used to but you have to create those conditions so create them from day one what are you giving uv is it just the scrubs uh yeah just the scrubs right now but uh quite minimal right now you notice any difference though as far as like behavior or anything because i'm always curious um well i'm gonna i'm gonna crank it up as i uh increase the light a bit more um but it's i'm in the dry phase right now i I don't have much of a benchmark to really go off of right now because the age that i've acquired them at and this is their first season with me um so i couldn't really elaborate on um too much of that but i'm a real sucker for observation and data Mm -hmm. um so it's more or less just to see how they're reacting with the dry season per se that i'm somewhat replicating right now they're on uh, paper towel and craft paper um humidity is around 35 to 40 percent i have it dialed in let's see um it's a whole house humidifier that just runs in the i I have three snake rooms right now Mm -hmm. and the um the the Malukans are with the negative adult carpets that I have as well as some of the negative uh, neonates. And um, so their humidity is about 35, 40%. And when I switched them over to the paper towel, craft paper, dropped the humidity, it's when they really got into a much more dormant state. And that was kind of what I was looking for mm-hmm. um, to try and get them to hunker down a bit. Um, and they've been holding really good body weight and looking really good. And as I'm increasing the light a bit, the heat a little bit, I brought the ambient up um, a bit in the room to it's at 76 now as opposed to 73, 75. Um, and they're uh, responding really well. And I um, introduced food yesterday for the first time in about a month and a half, two months. Um, and uh, 
yeah, they were all over it and uh, starting to get into the swing of things now that the winter's coming up. Um, I, I really like seeing them get into a cycle and get into a rhythm. Uh, Keith's rhythm of the room, an algae, and uh, a lot of what he talks about is something I really strive for and get this solid look on them. Um, but uh, in about a month or so, I'm going to be putting the substrate back in, um, and they really utilize and really crevice in to the substrate and really use it well um what is that that you're keeping them on when you switch them over that's a cypress topsoil peat moss blend um and there's also a little bit of sphagnum in it um but uh, it's it's very rich um and it's almost like a chameleon what i use for my chameleon egg box Mm -hmm. medium uh, or their lay box and uh, it, it's just uh, it compacts really well and it gives yeah. them this nice sheen um and they definitely uh they enjoy it i've got like uh, i've got something like that that i use for dart frog vivariums i use uh topsoil i use a combination of things i have some lump charcoal topsoil some spag i take some care fresh and mix it in there because that breaks down really nice and retains water mm-hmm. uh throw some spag and then uh, some cypress mulch as well, and that works out really well. Nice little yeah. eight my own personal little ABG mix. mix yeah, mm, exactly. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's interesting because the Malukins, um, before I dropped them down for the winter, they were ninety nine percent arboreal, mm-hmm. um, and now that I decreased the humidity, um, they've just been very dormant and very rarely in the trees. But I brought their heat up. Um, I think I said seventy six, but I brought it up to seventy eight. Um, and now they're out and about and, uh, a bit more, uh, active and seeing what's going on. So are they at an ambient of 78 with a hot spot or just 78 all around? So they have an ambient of 78, but, uh, they have the male. I put in a bulb and the female has a heat pail just cause I wanted to see if there's any behavioral differences. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had a bigger sample size, um, but just the wave in the frequency that they come in, it's, uh doing everything i can um but uh the male with the bulb he um he sends to stay more in the 76 range of the cage um i, I try to uh lessen uh the uh whatchamacallit the temperature range in the cage just because uh they would stick to the preferred um range that they wanted and that was the 78 to 80 range and they wouldn't utilize the rest of the cage mm-hmm. or weren't being very active and i was also having a tougher time acclimating them and getting them on food and getting them into the cycle um, of things um, and just establishing them as a whole but now that i decreased that gradient um, they're definitely um, a bit settled in and more confident and uh, more sure of themselves i'd say nice no, it's crazy. Like when I cooled off the beards and the corns, you know, quote unquote, cooled off, which basically just meant I turned off their heat. Yeah. Um, I was expecting at least the female corn because she's kind of chunky, like a little more chunky than she probably should be. I was expecting her to drop some weight, and I don't think she lost a freaking ounce. Yeah. It's wild. The diamond. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> the diamonds when I dropped them they physically it almost looked like they tightened up a bit and like filled in their skin i want to say mm-hmm. um because when i was feeding up the diamonds getting in before the cool down um i wouldn't say that there was extra skin it, it, they just physically look a bit more robust after i dropped them 
wonder if it's like um, a water retention thing that's what what it, it seems a little bit um but uh I, I don't know i need some uh more time to really uh have a more uh see the more know I, what i'm looking at the more i see those the more i get kind of interested in and maybe pursuing those one day too I just, yeah, yeah i saw a picture of a diamond the other day i was just like oh my god brian hayes posted yep. one the other day that was He's one got, i was like oh man yeah that that thing's uh <clears throat> that, that thing's, thing's incredible a smoke show yeah it's pretty and it's just the more i see him the more i'm like man i i kind of i kind of want some and i'm kind of like i don't want more stuff <laughs> yeah yeah that looked like it was from uh greg's 2018 clutch greg has some uh, awesome stuff i know they came from I can't remember the the first one. I know it came from San San Diego Zoo Bloodlines. I know that one. Uh, Gary Vaya. Yeah, that it, that was it. Yeah. I just. So. It looked good, man. Beards and chondros. <laughs> it's all that matters. It's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So ooh, how much ooh. of how much of what do you are you do you have right now? Like how many chondros are you keeping? How many? Like is what's the, you keep? Uh, I mean, jungles were kind of your your biggest thing, right? Yeah, quantity wise, I had a lot of jungles, um, but a number of factors is kind of driving me away from them, um, and uh, also just the um, the fulfillment I'm getting out of my other stuff right now, and uh, what I would rather see more of in my room right now, and uh, what I'm enjoying keeping most is uh, the stuff that I'm working with now. But uh, yeah, I have uh, one, two, three, five chondros. Wait, I just got two. Huh. How many do I have? One, two, three. Yeah, so I have five chondros right now. I lost a couple over the last year. Um, just figuring shit out. Um, these aren't just any chondros, five... though. These are these are James Opdale. I actually, I only have one James creation here now. Oh. Um, I uh, I lost one to a prolapse and yep, one to uh, I don't remember what the uh, it was more or less undetermined. Me being an idiot, it happened uh, two days after I switched him over to a, a bigger tub, and uh, he he just didn't acclimate well. It was just was always stressed and perched mm-hmm. and loosed and dragged out and then i came home two days later and whatever i I didn't really find much uh out of the ordinary with him and what have you but uh anyways moved on from that um but with the chondros the first like designer animal i got was an animal from tim morris um if anybody that's into chondros um or into morelia history at all will know that tim is um the granddaddy and one of the pioneers in what we know is a blue chondro today. Um, so I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to purchase a female from him that was at a Cody's uh, shaggy uh, 1.11 Tim Morris male clutch that was from two nidopositive animals. Um, so I was able to get that and that being able to acquire an animal from Tim Morris and talking on the phone with him numerous times and getting all this lineage information and was just uh kind of what sucked me in and having the pleasure to be able to one of the as i'm getting into it uh getting his notes and 
his records and stuff was just uh, a huge help in pursuing my projects now. Uh, so it's I have a lot of stuff lined up for this year, um, as in stuff that's being produced in incubators, what have you. Um, but I'm very, very selective with the stuff I get, and I'm working in three projects. Um, so my first project is more or less a high percent Tim Morris Blue Female um, and a high percent Legend project. Um, some people that shall remain nameless have some uh, very high percent Legend stuff, and a lot of the Trooper Walsh Blue Line stuff I have now is quite high in Tim Morris Blue Female. So that's one blue project. The second one is the melanistic project I have going on right now, which I'm putting, I'm still putting down the foundations for all these. So this is just my goals more or less. Um, with the melanistic stuff, the Serac Lagatha 2016 clutch that James was a part of with Christian Stewart at the barn really opened my eyes to uh, possibilities with mixing bloodlines and, what have you um with that serac lagatha clutch there's no mr blue aquaman uh blue diamond in that pedigree if i'm not mistaken and uh so with there's just a crazy amount of diverse blood in there with the keith thompson blue black and james's highland strain that was crossed to serac which is out of crazy lucy mm -hmm. the 2011 clutch um so what i'm debating with on that project right now is just being responsible about the bloodlines that I'm crossing. Um, it's just with the absence of those three that I just mentioned, it's just like, do I want to be the guy that's, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, but just trying to keep the projects diverse because the goal yeah. is to be able to close my prod, my collection off from buying stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's, then just have much these projects too that I'm going to cross down the road. Yeah. Um, so then the third project is the outcross project, more or less that I'm doing right now, which is uh, the, some of the Vinsky OS stuff, um, James's Highland stuff, um, and some of the, uh, the clutch that Tommy Budway produced last year with the James Opdahl male, which was um, the Terry Phillip, um, stuff crossed the Joey Sabia's Blue Manor Quarry, and then, um, yeah, and then there's a fair bit of blue line on the other side that I'm blanking on right now. But, uh, so I'm with that and talking about projects and planning for the future. Something that, um, I'm building towards and actively, um, constructing is a room to put all the animals that I produce into its own room and then those animals that have been kept separate from the founding stock that I acquired mm -hmm. are bred to each other because there's multiple projects and keeping strains isolated from bloodlines and what have you and then because um, uh, and then that will not be crossed back to the founder stuff um, so I can more or less be laser focused and cross contamination and what have you yeah. and biosecurity and whatnot is, uh, something that's very, uh, prevalent with me today. And, uh, I think, um, that's going to be the, uh Oh, whoops. Call drop. Do, 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 do.
Hello. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally fucking hung up. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, I want to be able to have, uh, I don't know, be working with, uh, I don't know, Rich Culver, the way he does things comes to mind. Um, and I don't know, I, I liked uh, working with a tight group like I'm doing now. And um, being able to um, stay focused on the directions of projects that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, kind of been my goal with with Condros is you know get a nice base group and then not take in any more. Just for the you know like you said the biosecurity reasons. Um, now that's not something I worry about with the Bears and stuff as much, but like Morelia and whatnot. You know, really being picky and choosy about who I'm buying from and getting stuff in from. You know, if I don't. If I see a good deal on Craigslist or something, it's like I'm not. Yeah. I don't. Just, I don't want to risk everything just because of a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of. I'm also trying to at least for my. You know, there's still work that needs to be done in my scrub projects. But as far as like my poplin projects, like I'm, I'm almost there to where like I'm happy with what I have and the things that are coming up. And there's a few a few patterns and colors that I still want to get in, in a, in a sense, I guess, to kind of add to my big picture stuff. But I, I feel like I'm almost there with my poplin projects of just coasting and then producing things and then keeping back what, you know, and just working that, that project and keeping it in house, you know, type of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely see where you're coming from with that, yeah, Andy. I think my issue though is that I loaded up on a bunch of neonates and didn't get anything that's going to be an adult anytime soon. So, but it's not the always same time, a bad thing, yeah. though, man. Because then, well, I mean, then I can they're established, they're here, you know, they're exactly they're not you know getting shipped and across country for a year and then coming back to me or whatever. You know, yeah, so. you know, it's like they get established with you. I think it's better to do it. I think it'll be better for the animal long term. I think you'll have more success breeding that way, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, an animal that's been with you its entire life, you know, not an animal that was sent to you, then you're trying to breed it a year later. Yeah, like, just breeding loans just kind of make me nervous because then if you're the one who's doing like keeping the animal that's on loan, it's now you're responsible for it. Oh, yeah. Something happens to it. Yeah. You know, whether and I, it's your I wasn't, fault or I not. wasn't necessarily referring to loans oh, yeah, in yeah, a no, sense. Cause I'm, that, that opens up a whole, I'm just saying like, know, that's just, worms. it's gotta be someone I really know really well and really trust. And there has to be a mutual understanding of if something goes wrong, you know, we can yeah. figure something out from there, but it just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not into it a whole lot. I'd much rather just trade animals outright and hold on to them. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Trading is something that, you know, I think is good, you know, for at least for like outcrossing and bloodlines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's where the importance of who you get from comes into play, or who you trade with or who you buy your animals from. You know, got, I've got a very small circle of people I will purchase from now and I, I keep it pretty strict to those people. But Well, I just like he was talking about with the bloodlines and stuff, though, it's like I have that, that neonate chondro from David, which is like directly Rico blood. Right. It's like, I don't want to necessarily just pair that to anything. Yeah. And that's, you know what I mean? like, and that's where you, all of this comes in is like, and that's the importance of, you know, of selective breeding in a sense is don't just throw two animals together because you got them. It's, you know, be thoughtful, thoughtful, be, particular be, in a way, you know, be stingy in, in a sense. Uh, what's the word for it? Uh, Intentional. Right. 
have, an, have an idea mindful mindful yes. yeah have an idea of where you want to go what you want to do with the project etc cetera, etc cetera. but at the same time like if i have a really interesting looking biok throwing that into that rico blood would be kind of interesting yeah biok with everything is interesting i'm not exactly i'm not a Condro guy, so I don't. You have... throw Biok or Wamina into. Yeah, I've, I, I know you've just... told me Biok really adds. I don't know a whole what new... it is about it. Yeah, it just, dude, and maybe I mean after talking to Tatouche, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's that that giant gap in genetic difference. Yeah, that maybe stirs that pot. Yeah, yeah, because Card Pondros most of the time look like shit. So I don't know. If it... Yeah, I know it's apples to oranges. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Billy's Card Pondros look pretty cool. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're certainly acceptable. Well, I know what you're talking about, like the, the ones that are older and darker. They just like they kind of just they look like a lot of them just look like carpets, man. Like yeah, it's yeah. for me, like if if anybody's doing like Carpondro stuff, like anything more than fifty percent carpet, I think just looks like a kind of a weird looking carpet python. If you're asking me, anything over fifty percent, the more chondro, you think it's more interesting? No, yeah, I think the more chondro that's added into carpondros is what makes them what look a lot, a lot more different. But once you add more carpet, but it's I mean, just a dash of chondro. It doesn't really. It yeah. it doesn't have the same effect, you know. And when it's like the chondro green with the jungle patterning, it's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those are like Tony, like Tony Jerome's carpondros yeah, are. Yeah. Some of his are out of this world, man. And and like like you said, Billy, he he produced some really nice looking. And Billy's got the idea, man, you know, with where he wants to go with that. And mm-hmm. he's I think he's gonna do some cool shit with his Carpondro stuff. Our boy you know? Billy. And you know, even though hybrids aren't my thing, you know, if somebody if it's there somebody else's thing, you know, then Yeah, what do you just think about the best those, out of it. Andy? Well, they're Morelia, so I mean, I guess it's all right. <laughs> I mean, we like but, we've, we've talked about it. We appreciate them for what they are. It's just not something I like. I'm not. It's just hybrids in general. It's not necessarily. <clears throat> you know, I'm more okay with some hybrids than I am others. You know, at least keep it in the same genus. You know, but hybrids in general, they're just like if it's one of those things where you have a spare female and spare male from those two projects, and you're like, I've always wanted to try it out. Let's do it. Yeah, that's one thing. But it's yeah, just as like, long if, as. If it's between doing a, a straight up pairing of something or those, like I'm just gonna do the straight up pair. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I just hate when stuff magically becomes undocumented because it goes to the wrong person and they exactly. forget everything. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden it's an undocumented carpet python. Oh well, I have no idea what it is. And then it turns out it's fucking seventeen and a half percent chondro. That's probably going to go to like Boland's Jungle or something oh like that. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I've seen some of those Boland Jungle things floating around, and I don't know. There's some that I've seen, like I guess looks kind of cool, but it's like, how? Why are you doing that, man? It. Like, it's why would you, why would you add carpet to Boland? Just like, like the Chihuahua to Crested. I thing. I, don't I think I know why it was done and for that reason it kind of makes sense i think it was more or less to see the fertility within a male bone eye um, um and see if that was what was I, I think it was more of less of a experimental thing and then uh then they decided to sell the offspring instead of putting them in the freezer where they belong but <laughs> oh shit <laughs> jesus <laughs> There's the Andy uh, there I know and love. <laughs> but uh, anyways, interesting observation. I'm just a 
I have my own opinions. But. Yeah, and I mean, it's... That's whatever. I don't understand why people get upset when they're... Yeah. The whole hybrid thing. It's I, like, if you don't like it, just don't do it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've, I've seen people, like, last... I think I saw some... Somewhere they had a scrub... It was a picture of a scrub locked up with a Burmese python. And I, I, I just like is the automatic face palm oh, as man. soon as I saw it. I was like, Are you, "What?" And it was an albino Burmese at you that. Know. It was an albino Burmese to like a southern, and it was. So would that make the offspring hats? I, I wonder if I, that works. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, you know how that would works. Would be interesting though if he did a scrub to a chondro. Stop. Uh, scrub would probably eat the chondro. Probably. Or a chondro to a roughy. Stop. I think that that was done. Was it? It was done. It, well, that it would really weird. That makes more really sense weird. because those that are the two. Really those weird. are two. Those are both closely related. Yeah, they're pretty, They're not far so off. So that would be interesting to see what would you know. It's just, off the, the battle chondro is awfully talked about in the surfaces and groups and uh, on NPR from time to time. But uh, I do believe it was done. I have some old pictures back in my archives somewhere. I'll have to do some googling and do yeah. I'm curious now. I don't know. It just was weird. It's fun to think about that kind of stuff from time to time, you know? Like, man, can you imagine what this would look like if you crossed that with that? Yeah, but it's like, should it it happen? It has to be done once. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, just just because it can be done doesn't mean it should be done. Like those Amazon emeralds that, well, was it John Martin produced? Those are pretty wild. Those were interesting. I didn't see those. Those are cool. Oh, man. They're odd. Bizarre. Yeah, I can it's imagine. Really weird. I mean, it's the boa version of a green tree carpet. I, I can even imagine. Basically, yeah, I was at I was at the New England Reptile Expo. It's the Manchester, New Hampshire show. I was just sitting at my table one day, you know, with some carpets or whatever, and this guy comes over, starts talking about these projects he's got going on. He bred a Woma to a ball python, got fertile eggs, spread it to a short tail. Now we have F2 gen of that, and he's putting it to a um, Carpondro, I believe. So uh, I guess we'll see. Madness. What the fuck? Dude? <laughs> it's just That's bizarre. A... Yeah, I'm sure you guys all know him, but uh, I, I don't I think don't I'm. Think so. uh, that doesn't. That's I don't ringing wanna... any bells. I don't think he's very public about it. Yeah, if if, if people that's know him, then I would imagine not. Shit going yeah, on in the hey, basement. hey, but at least he, you know he's doing it for his own curiosity and not uh, yeah. just doing it because he can get twelve hundred bucks or something. Yeah, I mean, if you're, and that's I, honestly, I guess that's really what it comes down to. Are you doing it because you're generally genuinely interested and intrigued, or are you doing it to just try to be the first one to do it? You know what I mean? It's and make like and make money and trying yeah, to just try to get a name. dinosaurs via chicken embryos. Mm. <laughs> like, do we really need to be doing this? Like yeah. they're not around anymore for a reason. Yeah. Me and Phil were talking about that the other night on YouTube, like the whole woolly mammoth thing. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to. The, the scientists have been contemplating they can bring back woolly mammoths by injecting like the DNA into a elephant embryo or something like that. Jesus Christ! And it's like. They're not around anymore for a reason. And actually, I mean, they really they went extinct not that long ago. Really? Like they were roaming the planet, I think, when we were. Hmm. Like they really, they're that they're dying off is a yeah, fairly no, I'm recent pretty sure event. Those were around when humans were. <clears throat> yeah. But it's like they're not around anymore for reasons. So, yeah. like, if it was one thing where we killed them off because of habitat destruction or something, it's like okay, let's try it out. But if they died of their own accord, 
you know, do we really want to want to play that game? It's kind of like Jurassic Park. Hmm. You know, so busy worrying about if you 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 sh- could do it that you'd never bother to stop and ask if you should. Yeah, kind of thing. Sounds like human humanity as a whole. Pretty much. But that's I mean, with hybrids though. That's the one thing that I never really understood is you know thousand dollar hybrids. Like you can't do anything with it. Yeah. You can't. <clears throat> the the buck just stops there. Yeah. Like why 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 is it so expensive? Like you literally, unless you just you want to spend, a th- and maybe this is have just a me. weird looking pet. Just, I mean, yeah, it's like there's people out there I, who do it. I don't huh? know. That's that's one of the things about it. I just can't wrap my head around. But um, cool pets, else, you know. But that's that's a lot of condo money. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it. with condos, you need every dollar you can get. Yep. <laughs> to buy more when they die. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What's your uh? Really, how, how are you enjoying the the emeralds? How are those compared to The emeralds to are condos? awesome. They're definitely different, um, but they're awesome. Um, I keep them cooler than the chondras. Um, I keep them at more or less an ambient of eighty one, um, and they're uh, they're awesome, man. Um, I'm actually getting some uh, ones that have the stripe going all the way from head to tail this spring, mm. so I'm excited about that. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, get some of those. I want some more Northerns, um, you know, but, uh, again, I'd love to get some of these unique wild caught ones that pop up, you know, and kind of take, do my own stuff, you know, you know, it's great working off other people's work. Um, you know, it's more or less a a head start with your own projects, you know, but it's, uh, it's also nice and try and curate your own stuff. And that's, um, yeah, that's, I definitely feel you on that. Cause it's like, I, I love my, my stuff that comes from specific lines. I can really get nice looks out of them, but there's something about my farm stuff, you know, that's coming mm-hmm. up that I'm more excited about than anything because it's original. That's know? why the poplins are so intriguing, you know, mm-hmm. cause they're, they're, it's still on the groundwork more or less. Um, yeah. with not too many lines out there. Um, but, um, there, there's so many phenotypes and expressions and directions to go that, uh, it's really neat. You know, you can cre- start to create your own stuff and go after your own traits, you know, exactly. and, uh, from, uh, farm stock which is very intriguing. And that's um, why, you know, I'm so, one of the bigger reasons I, I'm so into them is because they're, you know, they're the only carpets we can still get new bloodline, new bloods in with, you know, we can still get imported animals and all that jazz. So it's just, it's nice to have that, that potential. And, you know, right now I do want to, you know, I want to get, build more of a farm group, but in a selective way, you just, know. It's wild, the but, variation, man. Cause yeah. that, my black honey, she was an import. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks so freaking good. Dude. I posted then, I posted one the other day that was farmed. Dude, that is it that really dark yeah, one? Like yeah. the orange sides. That thing is that thing wicked. Is killer. That thing. That's a farm. I saw that and I was like, Ooh. yeah, that's a <laughs> and that's a that's a farmed animal. And yeah. I can tell you, her and then the male that you know, I'm trying to breed the male this year. But between those two, they're gonna really kick off the my big picture selective breeding project mm-hmm. that I'm really working towards and. Just to get an, more animals to fit into that to really refine it is what I'm shooting for. But yeah, that female, you know, she's farmed, but she is out of this world. One of my, absolutely one of my favorite animals. Yeah, most favorite to see animals. See how that one looks as it gets gets older yeah. and changes. Yeah, another two years she should be rocking and rolling. So I'm excited, man. I want some emeralds at some point. I feel like 
seems to me that a lot of Conjure guys, like at some point or another, they got emeralds to try them out. Yeah. They, they go hand in hand, oddly enough. And I just, I just want to start out with the Northern, you know, I don't want to, I don't want Basins yet or anything like that. Yeah. Like, that'd be nice, but I just want a, a Northern. Yeah. They're, um, they're, I don't know. They, um, they make me confident. I don't know. They're, um, they're very rewarding. Um, once you, you get them going and they, you know, you just get so excited for it to see a poop, you know, yeah. it's, just, it, it's like, it's the small things like that. You know? so, yeah. Uh, if they're, uh, they're different and they're, uh, there, there's a lot of work to be done with Northerns and so many traits to chase. That's why I keep everything Keith does. It's just, he, he's the guy I look up to, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it's just Keith, what the work he's doing with the phenotypes he's going after with his northern group is, it's awesome, and yeah, I'm really excited to see what he does. It'd just be so interesting, especially breeding wise, to have a you know something that gives live birth rather than eggs, like waking yeah, up that and would just be babies weird. all over the place. You know, yeah. it's like that's why I really want to get Tony Nikolai on. He's a he's a big emerald guy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the the whole like live birth versus eggs things. I definitely feel like there's pros and cons what to both. Yeah. There's I definitely pros and cons to both, <laughs> but it's like I mean I don't know. Maybe Andy, you might be able to weigh on in this in on this a little bit. For but from what I've just observing again, I have no idea if this is true. Just from the outside looking in, I feel like I've seen a lot more birth complications with live bearers. I, that I have seen with egg layers. You know, obviously you have animals that get egg bound and things like that, but I don't know. I've seen way more boa guys could run into, you know, uh, birthing complications than you mean like as far as babies being like having issues. Yeah. Well, babies just getting all of them out. A lot of uh, stillborn, yeah. you know, just like, I don't know. I see a lot of, a lot more babies getting stuck still, you know, and I mean, I don't know. Again, this is just outside looking in. I have no mm. idea if that's accurate or not, but yeah, I would um I would probably agree. I mean, I don't uh I couldn't say that I, I can't speak from experience much um but um I I would think that it's just the the, the time uh line for air is quite long. Um and and additionally the things when if things do go wrong, it's also internally. Right. Um, and a lot of issues with uh development and you know, adhered embryos and not embryos, but, uh, you get the point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, coming down to the temperatures that they're exposed to. Temperatures are a big, uh, concern of mine, not concerned, but something that's definitely on the forefront of my husbandry. Um, just cause, uh, in the wild, they don't have a fucking choice what the temperature is, right. you know? So they, they don't, they don't choose what's right for them. I have a hard time believing that. Um, just cause of, uh, uh, Keith and Eric, the NPR, Owen, mm-hmm. um, what have you, his observations and Darwin, Rob Stone's ob- observations were very insightful about, uh, and whatnot, um, about it just being bloody hot during the day and they're just dormant all day and they come out at night once it's tolerable. Um, and they, they just don't have a choice. They're in these horrible mm-hmm. environments, um, for us humans, you know, not the, yeah what have you um but um so i I just like i I don't know temperatures uh it's why i really embrace a bit of the ambient temperature control um Uh just to kind of reduce that margin for air um i don't know i i think uh, a lot of snakes are too hot and overfed that's what everybody says yeah no yeah that's definitely the general 
consensus of what we've tried to one thing we've tried to push is you know stop feeding so much and stop keeping everything at 95 degrees well that's, you know like, with like especially you know i like i keep mine on the cooler and compared to some other people like mm-hmm. i have the heat panel and the thermostat set to like 82 mm-hmm. for my adults and it's because they're not operating at 90 plus degrees like it's yeah. hot during the day they're not doing anything yeah they're operating when it's cooler and they're out you know temperatures aren't so brutal so it's like why are we keeping them there if we know that they're literally trying to avoid it yeah <clears throat> yeah uh. yep that's my thoughts uh that also comes with the scrubs big time and um i don't know all my australian stuff i don't know we yeah. give them the parameters and i just adjust from there yeah definitely do what they tell me although what i want to see out of them could be opposites of what i should be seeing out of them i don't know i um i, I battle with um letting them do their own thing and then me um giving them parameters that um to kind of alter their behavior um just because there is small things um that you do that will alter the behavior in a big time and i battle with if i'm doing too much um and trying to force them into what i see as ideal or just letting them do their own thing right giving them the Make them, let them make their own decision. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. I need a bigger sample size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you uh... ever, do you ever get the itch to, to keep any like colubrids and stuff? You ever see other colubrids and you're like, oh. I gotta get Yeah. Some of, some of the Asian rat snakes and stuff mm-hmm. are awesome. Um, I'm blanking on, uh, is it the king rat snake? No, the Chinese king. Jake had a king. Yeah. So Dan Mullary had a huge group of them, I believe. And he was, uh, and he feeds them like frogs or something Mm -hmm. like that. I feel horrible for blanking on Those things are awesome. Um, kind of remind me of boom slings a little bit. Um, Oh, I think I, yeah, the Bataya. Yes. Yeah. Um, those are awesome, but, uh, I I have a big restriction on what I can keep here. Most of the stuff I like is, uh, rear fanged and what have you. And that's a no go in Connecticut. Um, Mm. so I think Billy's, I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's got the Bataya's bug. He's yeah. He's Billy's getting crazy with his colubrids, man. Billy's really starting to, Billy's on another, Billy's on another level, man. He's, he's got some other shit up his sleeve that just that always pictures. He's like, I think I want some of these. And then like two weeks later, he's, he's got like, it. Got some of these. <laughs> when he sees it, he goes for it. Yeah, man. He, yeah, that dude's got, he's got a lot of cool shit. And he's, he's on another level of keeping man. He's got, he takes really, they got some really of those, good um, care of a shit. Some of those, what is it? Those bird snakes, the spalotes. Yeah, those ones that uh, Jason Hood works mm-hmm. with. Does he got some yet? I think he, I think he got one or two of them. I think oh. he got a pair. Yeah. And I think that made him get into the Bataya stuff because he's like, now he's just like, these are awesome. Yeah. No one's <laughs> doing anything with them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But I struggle with that too, like the Asian rat snakes, especially, especially like the bamboos and stuff. All those Chinese things. Yeah. Like, oh man, I want some. Like you don't give them heat. Like you keep them cold almost. Yeah. And apparently they're stupid easy. You just don't keep them hot. They're fine. Mm. But he's got the beauties and stuff. He's trying to. Billy's trying to pair his blues, I believe. 
Yeah. Mm. He's got all kinds he of stuff. He wants back some beards now, thanks to me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too, thanks to you. They're but awesome. They're the best. I don't know, man. I've been. I don't know. Kalu birds are just getting back into the couple that I have, man. I'm like, God, these things are freaking annoying sometimes. <laughs> like they just, like I was so used to like pythons and stuff, you know, and like for them, it's like you know the the this food cycling thing and, and all that it's like with colubrids unless you cool them down you gotta feed them man just with those metabolisms you gotta keep them up and they shit everywhere and they're just god they're i take out i take out my pits someday and i'm like god you were just annoying well, you guys just do. stop <laughs> like I've, but yeah they're they're cool but they're definitely i don't see myself getting a whole lot more colubrids just maybe keeping what i have but I'll come look in a bit. My child is riding her bike without training reels. This is a big day. It's a big step, man. We couldn't get her on the bike reel. She was too scared. Wasn't man. that She's... you like last week, man? What? Did, didn't you just take your training, training yeah, wheels I off sure bike did. last week? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm a big kid now. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are you pumped for Carpet Fest, man? I'm pumped to just hang out with everybody Friday night. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited. Like, we missed um, that last year. We just were there for we just we didn't drive down Saturday, right? We no, did. no, we didn't because we were at Billy's. Friday. Oh yeah, we yeah, drove down. Yeah, fr- right. We drove down the Tampa on Friday. Yeah. Got chilies. Yeah, Saturday morning we got chilies, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, it was Jake. Uh, you were at uh, Northeast Carpet Fest, eh? Yes, I was. Yeah, I don't think I think I saw you over in yeah. Eric's back table for some brief he moments. He was scared. I he w- probably found him under the table sleeping. Yeah, I did end up passing out under the table. Um, that was way afterwards, though, man. I I was up for a while. I'm pretty sure Andy had left at that point. I do remember. Yeah, I do remember that. When I left, you were asleep under the table. Okay, well, never mind. <laughs> I thought you had been gone, but I was I was pretty out of it by the end of the night. If Someone I'm being sent honest. me a picture of you. They're like, "Hey, come get your boy." Uh, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> hey, man, y'all act like I was the only one only one back there, man. Me, Riley, and we were all in different spots. By the way, I was under the table. I think Tony was under another one, and then Riley got the couch. We were all passed out back there, man. I just found a patch of floor that I didn't think anybody would mess with me. Then somebody threw something at me. Ian was fucking with me, and I just wanted to go to bed, man. I was tired. But yeah, I saw you, Andy. But we didn't. I didn't. We hadn't really talked beforehand. I didn't really know you much. Stranger danger. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Just it was like, like uh, I don't know. I like. Uh, I like fanboy over a lot of people. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know. I just have a huge admiration for a lot of people, and they they literally were standing on the soldiers as giants as they say and uh i don't know i was just nerding out the whole time you know it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's so it's so surreal for me mm-hmm. and whatnot and i'm still uh yeah it, it's a treat though and everybody's so awesome and i mean yeah. i can be a bit introverted but um there's just so many people it's just such a great experience and keith wrote up a really great um thing prior to the last northeast carpet fest and i think uh he just that um, post and write up was spot on. Mm-hmm. The reason why it's so important for us to get out of the behind the screen. I'm about to Luke Myers my Facebook just because I'm oh. <laughs> going crazy. Um, yeah, I just you can't. It gets out of hand. So uh, and um, it, it's just it's uh, 
I've got out to Tinley this year. Um, and after going to Northeast Carpet Fest in Tinley, um, it's just so, uh, it's just so awesome to be able to talk to people face to face and talk about stuff and talk about stuff that people don't like to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's the great, perfect crowd for it. And, uh, no matter what you work with, there's somebody there to talk to you about it and uh, that have way more knowledge and experience than you do. So yeah, it's uh, for somebody that loves to learn and probably why I love these snakes so much is because I just love being able to learn for myself with my own experiences as well as uh, listen to other people's experiences on podcasts and whatnot. It's uh, it's kind of all part of it. So yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, and I think, you know, just for building, you know, beyond snakes, building actual friendships through these things, man, because it's like, you know, through the hobby, I've made, you know, I, I've got plenty of people that I know, but like through just simply through owning snakes and the hobbies, I've made actual, you know, true friends past, you know, just snakes. You know, Billy is not just somebody mm-hmm. I do, you know, we, we trade snakes with. Like Billy's an actual friend of mine you know, you, Justin, met you through snakes, you know, it's, you know, it goes, it, it's just, it's great, man. You know, well, getting, I mean, to, just look getting at the to see these people in person is look at the difference from last year to this year. Like yeah. think about how good this year is going to be. Cause last year we like didn't know any, like, yeah, it was did not know anybody, but we hadn't really talked to anybody. And now it's like Paul, you know, Paul McIntyre. Yeah. I talked to him on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. Um, you know, Ian, obviously, you know, we hung out with him at Daytona and stuff and, uh p and cody yeah i was about to say p and cody are you know big examples of that i didn't know we didn't know either of them really coming into this and now it's like we talk to these people on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and it's i don't know it's come along it's come a long way and it's it's cool to be coming at it from you know this year it's like you said it's gonna be a lot different than last year and even going to northeast carpet fest was a lot different from going to southeast. Oh, I felt yeah. I felt a lot felt more different. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. And you finally get to meet old uh, Phelan, Phelan, I should say. Yeah, yeah. You get to meet Joe. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. Yeah, James. James. Yeah, yeah. Have I mean, met, have just, there's gonna be a lot of people this year we never we've never I like met. So I can't think of any other hobbies like or communities that do this kind of thing. You yeah, know what I mean, where it's not like a massive like cars or something. You know, it's not like there's or Sturgis or something like that, you know, where it's just a massive bunch of people. No one really knows each other, but everyone just kind of hanging out like this is like literally just calculated everyone. Yeah. You know, convening in the same area and hanging out. And I just it's it's not it's rare these days. I think that we see this kind of thing going on. And I, yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's definitely awesome to be a part of and. We're definitely glad and honored and more than happy to be a part of all of this. Yeah, it's the a, auction is all the auction stuff is up and done with. <laughs> Finally, thank God. <laughs> oh man, man, trying yeah, to but... trying to do that with the magazine stuff last month was just like, oh my God, it's just too much, all too much going on. For sure. Yeah, you got your plate full there, Mister. Yeah, I mean, I'd like. I bit off a little more than I could chew with carpet fest and stuff, but I have, I've had ideas. Like I, I really, I really want to do the annual auction instead of doing a auction for each carpet fest. Yeah. You know, that would mm. then just divvy up whatever money gets, uh, raised between mm. whatever the carpet fest decide to want, they want to do. Yeah. You know? So mm. everyone seems pretty on board with that idea too. 
because <clears throat> I mean it was someone made a good point of you know if we're getting this many items because we're at 230 230 items for just Southeast Carpet Fest alone you know yeah. if some other Carpet Fest go to these people and are like hey can you donate something and I'll be like we donated for Southeast yeah but see a lot of the a lot of the same people donate to all of them you know yeah, it's like there's, just, there's a lot of overlap at that point why wouldn't we just have one big auction yeah know? Let's just save everybody the headache of having to worry about an auction each carpet fest because that is the biggest, the biggest undertaking out of all of it. Like it's yeah. easy to get tables and chairs and stuff rented out and food and that that's all stuff that's fairly easy to coordinate. But the auction is just it's a much bigger undertaking. Yeah, because you got to find people, you got to get the pictures from the people for the auction item. Most people don't want to get back to you in a timely manner, and then you got to upload them all, and then you have to worry about Facebook taking it down, and then you have to like finish it all. Yeah, it's just auction is a very big part as far yeah. as the planning goes so it's most involved yes and uh, it'll leave more time for what makes uh carpet fest carpet fest exactly. you know i just i just always feel like we're in at timley i kind of fucked myself over for a whole night <laughs> and but uh, i just didn't have a you know i always feel like i don't have enough time to talk to the people that i want to talk mm-hmm. to because the people that you go there to talk to is usually who you don't end up talking to because you'll just talk to everybody and um about anything because everybody from all walks of life are there and they're all there to talk about one thing that brings people together and whatnot and yeah. i don't know man i'm fucking 19 it's not easy to i don't know get uh looked at on the same page as some of these people and uh it's great you know yeah. and, uh, it's an event i look forward to and look forward to traveling across the country for many years to attend many more I definitely want to get up to Tinley eventually. Yeah, that's, that's, you just got to get over your your fear of flying. I don't in have a tin fear can. of flying. I just don't like flying. You've got a. Fun, I don't yeah, have a fear. Dude. I've flown before. Have you? I have. Okay. Used to live in Hawaii, dude. All right, all right, all right. We had to fly. Well, the only way you anywhere. I love flying. I think uh, Daytona is starting to get bigger and bigger. I think See, a lot I'm, of the northeastern crew starting to I've go down there more things. from like what I've, I've observed. I've heard Daytona used to be more like Daytona. Oh, used da- to Daytona be. used to be the spot from where. Yeah. I, yeah. I've heard so many great stories. Yeah, it was fun. Daytona. Yeah, no, I still love Daytona, man. Obviously, I know it's not what it used to be, but I still think it's a great show. Well, I think I have it's nothing a, to go by. I have no idea. Yeah, what it was obviously. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I know a couple years ago, like I've gone to this like the past like four years straight. I think. Or something like that three maybe but it was a blast yeah no i I think it's great man i think it's fun you know because a lot of a lot of people are already in florida like a lot of people we Mm -hmm. talk to are in florida already so it's all they're all there you know for the most part and i don't know it's a it's a fun show it's not far for us you know northeast northeast carpet fest isn't far for us so it it just makes everything easier tinley's harder because i like to drive places more than fly just because it's cheaper you know like i drove to northeast carpet fest that was i've talked about that before that was hell um but you know tinley that's well that's also because you that's were, like, a haul. rushing to get back yeah but it was still like getting there driving during the day getting there took me over 12 hours mm-hmm. like that's that's a lot of driving i don't know my limit is about eight to ten i'm yeah. okay i'm okay pulling by myself but i don't know Tinley's. That that's overnight drive to Tinley. Cody's before Daytona was actually pretty nice because there wasn't anybody. Yeah, there. no, and that's that, that's that's why I drove through the night back, man, because there went because going through Washington added three hours. Oh, I'm sure. Added three hours onto my time oh, getting yeah. there, so that's why I drove back through the night. I, I made it back in ten hours, you know. So 
but I was I almost passed out several times on the way home. But you know, I'm alive. That's fine. I'm here. I didn't die, so it's cool. How far is Tinley from you? Oh, it was like GPS said 14. We got there in like 10 and a half. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn, you got there in 10 and a half? That's not bad. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I drove most of the way. Yeah, I think I think from us it's about it'd be Gotta about be like 16, 16 15, 16 ish. Uh, that's not bad. Well, yeah. what happened was I had to pick Holly up in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I left for my house late, um, and then I had to drive to New Jersey, which ended up being four hours out of the way. Oh, um, and, then, <clears throat> and then I went. Straight, we drove through the night and didn't have time to go to the hotel. Went straight to the um, venue, and then was a zombie the whole day, and got to the restaurant afterward and fell asleep. See, that's why, like <laughs> Pete, like Daytona's only like what four hours. Not even. P and Cody's is like three. Yeah, Pia's is right at three. Daytona's like three and a half. No, I mean, the only thing that's far Florida-wise is like if we wanted to go like way down like South Florida or like neck of the woods. Yeah, that would. That's a bit of a haul. Yeah, or if you go out towards like where Kyle's at, you know, Uh and that those are drives. But like Central Florida ain't shit for us. It's. I mean, is Tampa considered Central Florida? That's like six hours. Tampa still, I think, is still more central, but not maybe not. No, because it's Tampa Bay. I. Yeah, I think there's areas of Tampa. Depends on where in Tampa. Tampa's pretty big, but I think that trip to Billy's wasn't bad. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was pretty long. Though. But it's nice that knowing that Pia and Cody, like, you know, we had talked about me going and taking pictures for a calendar or something. Like, I could right. reasonably go do that on a Saturday. Yeah, it, that, that's an easy manner. weekend trip. Three hours is nothing for me. It's like going I, to Columbia yeah, that's that's fucking nothing. You know, especially when it's you know just us. You know, they're closer the to us than Charlotte. Is. Yeah, Charlotte. Oh, don't even talk about Charlotte again, man. (laughs) God, that sucked. You can make that noise while you were sleeping the whole fucking ride home. Jackass. You never asked. It's because you passed out. I didn't want you to drive, man. You were sleeping. I wasn't about to wake you up to drive. You'd kill us both. I I was awake and refreshed. No, you fell asleep, and I ended up listening to Joe Rogan's podcast for the rest of the time because your ass was you asleep with the phone on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I liked it, but, you know, it was, God, <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> I am excited for the upcoming weekend. I'm excited to hang out with you Yeah, and everyone else. Phil, my new BFF. Yeah, dude, I don't. I never got to hang out with Phil at, uh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> new BFF, let's, uh. Phil's my right. boy, dude. No, dude. Me and Phil's Phil great. are so freaking tight. Yeah, it's dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, you get to snuggle with him at Carpet Fest instead. Dude, I sent him a text yesterday. Literally, I said, only a week until I'm in your arms. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have name tags. That's my guy. Yeah. Huh? I hope we have name tags. Oh, we will. That- Last carpet fest we didn't have them and it was kind of awkward as shit. Yeah. At no, Southeast, at Southeast <laughs> we had them. I, dude, I legit. I think I had three or four people come up to me like, "Hey man, you how's it going?" Yada yada. I had full on conversation with them. It was great, but the whole time, no fucking clue who they were. Till like I got their name, I'm like, "Okay, I know exactly yeah. who you are now." Like all I need is a name. Like I'm terrible with faces, you know, because of Facebook. You know, I don't see people. You know, and like, like I, was, I you just, like you're walking around and you look at name tags and you see like Chuck Vogels hanging yeah. out. I'm like, 
Oh, oh shit. And Clyde. <laughs> Clyde. Clyde Claus. Do you follow Clyde at all? Clyde Claus. I know the name. Oh. He's going to be there. Because like he's a Florida guy. Him. He's got... I, you've seen some of his comments. He's got some... I know. Odd I know. job is yes. awesome. Odd job's incredible. He's Odd got job. some killer blue and black stuff and yellow stuff. But, like, Greg Waltz was there and Sean Corvo. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming if James isn't going, Tim probably isn't going to be going. Yeah, I think they typically do the uh, Daytona trip. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I know. It was yeah. cool to hang James out with them, too, a... you know, at Dern Daytona at P and Cody's beforehand. You know, Tim's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of intimidating James... at first, too, because I was like, Tim Morris, dude. I'm like, the Tim Morris. And I know yeah. Tim yeah. Like, like that. Like, yeah. But, That's how yeah, it was dude. for me, like, because that was the first time that Eric Burke was at Southeast mm-hmm. last year, man. I, I remember I was just like, I was. He said smoking cigars with us was his favorite part of the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I wasn't out there oh, for that. That reminds so. me. I got to write down a list of stuff to take. Because Mike Arnold wants me to bring him some cigars. Oh, that Mike. diva, man! I can't wait to see Mike again. I love fucking with that dude. He makes He's it easy. so funny. Yeah, Mike's great, man. It's impossible. It, like it's all it's all awkward with him. So like, there's no like <laughs> actual like awkward like silences because like he just says awkward shit all the time, and it's it's hilarious. I'm hanging out with like Mike's Eric great. Chung, you know, I yeah, think, Chung, uh, Chung's cool. He's a cool guy. I believe Forrest and Desiree are going to be trying to make it down. They're no, looking Forrest at flights. Okay. I don't know if they are yet or not. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Cause I mean, you, like Dave Scheisterman who came down last mm-hmm. year, he was talking to me a little bit. We were talking about podcast stuff. He's a really nice guy. Uh, it's just crazy. Like you get people, Carly will be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you get Carly's people from awesome. literally like the other side of the country, like coming yeah. in for this. People thing. are that's all the coming from all Han Wu from Canada. Yeah. Who? Han. Han. Oh, I don't know him. Han Wu. Han Wu. I don't know him. It's just wild, man. Like. Yeah. No, no, I don't people know of any other hobby that over, does man. this. Like, yeah. it's literally people coming cross country for like a party. The we, people that are into fetishes and stuff, they tend to find a way to get together. So. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, there's a there's always a way. <laughs> On that note, if people are looking for you, where can they find you? Uh, just ah! on uh, <laughs> uh, um, Instagram at am underscore arboreals, and I'm also on Facebook sometimes. Uh, we found uh, Andy Middleton. Cool. Yeah. Well, we Thanks will. Me on, guys. Yeah, man. We'll see you in a week. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll see you at, at, at around 10:45 in Gainesville, Friday. This week's yeah, gonna this week's good. gonna creep by, man. Beard, it's gonna be so slow. Yeah, it's gonna suck. At the same time, like there's still stuff I need to do to get ready, so I also feel like I'm not gonna be ready I when, only work when Tuesday, the day Wednesday, comes. Thursday. <clears throat> I just realized that. Oh, that's right. You're off tomorrow. I am. I'm not. I have like a six twenty flight at LaGuardia AM. So Yuck. That's it's gonna fun. be interesting Thursday night. <laughs> yep. Get your beauty sleep. Yes, sir. Yep. Don't want a Timley 2.0. I'm yeah. sure that won't happen this year. <laughs> yeah, the no, people that now. <laughs> definitely not. At least you get a night of sleep before actual carpet fest. So, at least there's yeah, surrounded least there's by there. you know cobras and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. Try Dude, to I sleep slept, my yeah, I slept that's next to awesome. the Gaboon and Cobra Rack when I was there. It's fine. That's awesome, dude. Only us could get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. Told yeah. my I told my dad I'm going down to Florida. He's like, Oh, where are you sleeping? Huh? Probably next to my buddy's cobras and stuff like that. Yeah. 
They're cool. It's fine. We're chill. Yeah. <laughs> They're locked up. You can't get in. Yeah. All right, man. Well, All we right, appreciate guys. you coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No Pleasure. problem. All right, man. We'll see you later. Later. See ya. 67 in the books. I'm pumped, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked. Hopefully, we will see everyone there. Yeah. If you don't make it, we're sorry. And uh, just... Ryan Cox, he was supposed to be going. He's don't not talk going about to be able it. to. Don't but talk about it. Ryan doesn't want to hear that. He sent a bottle of Makers 46. Yeah, and he made sure to tell me I'm entitled to some of that. <sighs> so... He texted me personally and said, you're entitled to some bourbon. So well, he lied. No, no. Well, I'm the one with the he bottle. Pa- he paid not. for it. He paid for it. All right. Hey, you know who needs plenty of it, though? Billy. Yeah. Billy needs plenty of it. Mm-hmm. So we're coming for you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're not following us on social medias, you should. At Herpeticulture Podcast. Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, even. Then you can listen uh, to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google, Google Play. Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, this episode was brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. So go check that out and burn your taste buds off and go to Flavor Town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still thinking of that. That meme I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> One last trip to <laughs> Flavor Town. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you can follow me at Palmetto's Exotics. You can follow me at JLB Morelia. And I'm on TikTok. Yuck. At PC Exotics. Dude, it's not nearly as lame as you think it is. Believe <laughs> me. I went into this kicking nah. myself. I was like, why am I doing this? There's actually some really cool stuff on there. Yeah, no, I've heard some good stuff <clears> about it. Like, there's this account called like the Institute of Human Anatomy. And they literally like show you like like human anatomy. Like they show you like the inside of a brain, like mm-hmm. an actual brain and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they have a bunch of preserved bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they show you like what the inside of your intestines look like, like what they do, like right. really cool. So there's actually some very cool stuff on TikTok. That's interesting. And there's a ton of people on there. It's been kind of fun. Nice. But I don't do any of that crap karaoke. <laughs> karaoke bullshit. Stuff. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be more people on there. When I'm telling I'm telling you this as someone who hates stupid bullshit. And originally I thought TikTok was stupid bullshit. Mm-hmm. And most of it is. But the other like 10% is actually pretty legit. So. Good to know. See you later. Deuces. Did you tell everyone where to find you? Yeah. You didn't? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> See you later. Take it easy. Bye, everybody.